Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ho, ho, ho! Can you hear the sleigh bells ring? Christmas is almost upon us. It's time for December's listener special, where it's all about you. Welcome back to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, and welcome to this month's listener special, where I answer your questions, hear your evidence, and delve into your paranormal encounters. (laughs) Welcome to another listener special episode, and as always, we kick off with this week's fact or fiction and listen at the end of the program for the answer. So here it is. In Icelandic folklore, there are 13 Yule lads, not logs, lads, who descend from the mountains to harass the inhabitants of a town. Is this fact or fiction? Find out at the end of the show. Now let's kick things off this week with a message from our listener, Rachel, from Lincoln. Hi, my name's Rachel from Lincoln. I'm a great fan of the podcast. and I love you and Carl and Most Haunted. I love watching Most Haunted. Huge, huge fan. Um, anyway, my story. I used to go ghost hunting as a young girl. Well, not too young, but... <laughs> yeah, when I was a lot younger, I used to go ghost hunting. I used to video it, blah, blah, blah. We used to get a lot of things caught on camera, and then things that we caught on camera, I saw with my own eyes. No one else saw these apparitions. For example, one place was Rossby Asylum in Sleaford. Unfortunately, that's not there anymore. So that was a great place to look around. It used to freak me out because there's doors banging. There was, um, I think there was this paint, like sound like nails on the paint board and paint peeling off one of the at one of the toilet cubicles which is spooky and also um doors banging say apparitions in like a white coat like a doctor's coat i saw and the camera obviously like i said picked it up also another great place is skidbrook church in louth highly recommend going to that place um it's abandoned church uh there's a monastery next door to it so there's a lot of monks associated with it one time where i stood on top of a grave inside the building and there was a, a ring around my neck I'm not sure what that was supposed to be with it's, it's represented hanging I don't know I didn't feel anything other than burning later on but I'm a bit unsure what that was supposed to be but I haven't really found anything since some days I'm not sure whether I'm sensitive or not 
and I block things out. Um, I do like the idea of ghosts, and I do believe in ghosts, but yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, that's any thoughts. Um, yes, my name's Rachel from Lincoln. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Thank you. Thanks so much, Rachel, for your message. I love and at the same time hate investigating old hospitals and asylums. The reason is because, as you can imagine, there's so much trauma and angst in these places. You can feel it as you walk in. Hundreds of years of pain and frustration are soaked up into the building and its atmosphere. And for those who are sensitive, like you, Rachel, it can be a very traumatic event in itself. Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia was one of those places and I'll never forget the moment I first walked in. My legs turned to jelly and I felt sick. And it was back in the days when I smoked. And let me tell you, I must have gone through about 10 packets uh, whilst we were there. It was for a seven hour live for Discovery Travel Channel. And it was the most bizarre experience and incredibly frightening experience. I think I've, well, one of that I've ever had. And the reason why I was picking up on this, and it wasn't just me, other people would pick up on it as well. Even the Americans, we had a, a separate American team who were doing all the sort of technical stuff. They were freaking out. Um, and that's because we were picking up on this energy. There were so many negative, confused and angry spirits in that place. And I'm surprised we got away without being hurt. It's an incredible place and I'm sure they're still open for ghost hunts. So if you live in the US or you're planning a visit to Philadelphia, I would urge you to go and have a look, if you dare. Next, we received a photo from Chris depicting Chillingham Castle a few years ago. And Chris went on a ghost walk through the chapel and according to him, there's a figure where it shouldn't be. So let's have a look at this picture. Uh, it's uh, You can see part of the roof. You can also see the door and these white walls. Uh, to the left, you can actually see the top of somebody's head. And apparently, according to Chris, that person uh, was part of the, the tour. But there is a face on the right-hand side. And according to Chris, a, a whole head you can see on the right-hand side, it wasn't there when he took the photograph. Nobody was there. So this is what he had to say about it. Hi, Yvette. I took this photo myself at Chillingham Castle a few years ago on a ghost walk through in the chapel. And you can just make out the tour guide's head at the bottom left of the picture. You can see he's looking to the right as he tells a story about how no one ever sits to the right of the chapel. And that's where they found the remains of a young girl. I can confirm there was nobody there at the side of the chapel. There was a small group of around six of us and we all sat at the back where the photo was taken. When I checked the photographs, you can clearly see the head of another figure stood on the right. There was absolutely no one there. I would have seen in the candlelight and also as the flash went off, it looks like a man stood facing us with long black hair. Thanks, Chris. Well, now I'm having a look at this very closely and I can see the top of somebody's head on the left, as I said before. And I can clearly see uh, a head on the right-hand side where Chris said no one was stood. But I can't see a figure, well, with long hair. So that's interesting in itself. The trouble is, with some photos of alleged ghosts, is that you can be dealing with pareidolia. And that's where you make an image out of shapes or objects in the room. So pareidolia, I'll give you an instance, is you look up at the sky, you see clouds and you're lying there and you go, oh my goodness, look at that, it's an elephant. Oh no, it's a fairy. That's pareidolia, where you can make 
um, an image out of shapes and things. So in this case, I can't see the man with the long hair, but I can see a person's head on the right-hand side of the picture. Now, if you are 100% sure, Chris, that no one was there when you took the picture on the right-hand side, then this image seems to be paranormal. Thank you so much for sending it in. And I tell you what, we'll post it out on our socials. And I tell you what, we'll post it out on our socials for everyone to have a look and let us know what you think in the comments. Our listener, Helen from Hertfordshire, got in touch to share her experience. She writes, hi, Yvette and the team. I've been binging your podcast, brilliant, by the way, and I've just listened to Our Dreams Connected to the Other Side. Well, bit of a backstory, my dad and I used to be involved in scouting for many years. Anyway, on the night that he passed away, I had the only dream I've ever remembered. I was at a Beaver Scout meeting as usual, I was the leader, but I was wearing a black armband as if in remembrance. When asked in the dream why I was wearing it, I said it was because my dad had passed away, but he would want me to carry on as usual. It wasn't until the following day when my mum rang me that I found out he'd passed. Somehow I knew what it was before she was saying anything. And on another episode, you mentioned pet ghosts. I have cat ghosts in my house. My husband and I have seen them, and my son gets woken up with them padding onto his chest. Well, that's enough of me waffling. Keep up the great work and can't wait to meet you on your stage show tour and at an experience next year. Best wishes, Helen from Hertfordshire. Well, thank you so much, Helen, uh, for getting in touch and writing uh, about your experiences. It's funny, isn't it? I've talked about premonitions in a past episode. And if you're interested, Helen, scroll on through all the past episodes and have a listen to that. Because I believe our consciousness has the ability to know when something is about to happen. And again, I bang on about this all the time. Sorry to be boring, but I think it's all down to energy and the spirit world combined. Maybe the spirit world and other passed on relatives wanted to put that dream in your head to prepare you for the passing of your dad. And as you know, I definitely believe that our pets cross over and go on. And sometimes they like to come back and visit us. Now, our listener Jess has sent over a voice note with her own experiences of a very spooky house. Welcome to Mum's the Word, the parenting podcast. Where we answer the questions you want to hear about parenthood. And provide you with real, honest advice for every stage of your parenting journey. Whether you're a parent-to-be, a new mum like me, navigating those sleepless nights. Or a more experienced parent facing the challenges of raising older kids like me. We've got you covered with relatable stories, expert insights and plenty of laughs along the way. So grab your headphones, a cup of coffee or maybe something stronger. And let's get real about parenting. We're not going to be sugarcoating anything from punamis to piles. Nothing is off limits at Mum's The Word. It's a podcast for all the parents out there, our own little club. Mum's The Word. Listen wherever you get your podcast from and hit follow so you don't miss an episode hi Yvette um I hope I've got the right number um to record uh my spooky experience that happened to me a few years ago now um at a 17th century house in old Heafield in East Sussex at the time I was living with my partner and uh, it was haunted because he told me about it and not only that, I actually experienced it. Quite a few things happened from growls 
to singing where we both heard it when he had his children round one evening their free mugs were hanging up below the kitchen unit and they all started swaying at this time i was upstairs and i got called down to witness this and they were all swaying and not just a little bit but quite a lot that was quite spooky but the thing in that house that really terrified me was when I jumped out the bath and I started to use a hairdryer to blow my hair. My partner was on the bed at the time on his phone and I heard gentle thudding taps beneath me as I was sitting down on the floor because we were upstairs in the bedroom. And it was like fud, 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 like gently, gently, like someone just tapping you, but like underneath you on, in the wall, but on the, obviously on the floor. And I turned the hairdryer off and I just said, look, can you just cut it out? Because I'm trying to do my hair and whatever you're doing is bloody annoying me. And he was like, I'm not doing anything. So I flicked the hairdryer back on, started doing my hair, and then it, it happened again. Did, did, but did, did, like more pronounced or whatever. Turned the hairdryer off again. I was getting really annoyed because I just thought, what is that? What is that below, below me? <laughs> and then I don't know where it came from, but I just said, fuck off. And then, oh my God. I had the almighty bang beneath me and I chucked the hairdryer, went onto the wall, jumped on the bed with my partner and then we had this like gust of like white air go between us. It was really weird and in that house I never used the bloody hairdryer again but I uh, I did dabble in tarot cards um, after that uh, because I do believe, not only because of that house, I always felt like I've been like spiritual as a child and that house really sort of exposed me to how spiritual I was. I tried to do like a protection spell for the house. I think it did calm things down slightly but that house was really weird. There was such an edge to it as well but yeah that's in brief really. <laughs> One of the stories that really kind of terrified me. I never, like I say, I never used a hairdryer in the house again. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. 
If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, Jess. I am so pleased you heard the tapping and knocking. It's incredible, isn't it? But as you discovered, it can be a little bit scary. And I often find that people who get these bizarre sounds are often quite open to the spirit world. I know it had nothing to do with your hairdryer. <laughs> it was a spirit trying to connect and communicate with you. And keep out for any more knocking and tapping wherever you go. Because as I said, I think you're open uh, to communicating with the spirit world. And that's just them. Say, hello, can you hear us? If you can, just say hello. Have a, have a conversation with them if you can. And remember the two for yes, one for no. And if you don't like the feeling like you did in your old house, then tell them where to go. But uh, keep up the good work and let me know how you get on. Next up, it's Hannah who sent the following message. Hi there, I hope you can remember me from Shrewsbury Prison in August. I met you with my friend Jess. You said you liked my hair. I am the science teacher and my friend is the religious studies teacher. We were with you whilst there was knocking and we were talking about it for a while. Did you get a decibel meter and do any work with the knocking? I have so many ideas about ways of investigating the knocking scientifically and generating data. Please let me know if you've done anything with it. It really intrigued me, especially when it was tapping out the number of fingers I held up behind my back. I'm an open-minded skeptic and have been on a few investigations now and have been able to explain everything away until then. It baffles me. Very best wishes, Hannah Patterson. Hi, Hannah. Of course I remember you. And no, I didn't get a decibel meter, but it's something I will get. Are you coming on another investigation? And if you are, will you please let me know which one and I'll get a machine and we can go from there. Please let me know of any other ideas you may have that I can test with the knocking phenomena. Let me tell you, it's so wonderful when we get somebody like Hannah, who's a science teacher and Jess, who was a religious studies teacher. I'm not kidding. It was so wonderful. They were both on their hands and their knees, listening and feeling this knocking and tapping coming through the floor. And they were really, they, they absolutely were gobsmacked. And it was it was wonderful for myself and Carl and, and some other, I think Glenn was with us, I can't really remember. And because it's other people and other people with scientific mind that can listen to the knocking and experience it and the tapping and think, I can't explain that. There's nobody doing it here. There's no logical explanation. What the heck is it? I remember... Uh, Hannah and Jess's enthusiasm they were just so blown away by it and they kept saying get a decibel meter but life gets in the way doesn't it so I, I, w I promise you I will get one um, and then when you come on an investigation I'll get it out of its packet just for you um, and I'm so pleased that you got in touch Hannah and I'll never, like I say I'll never forget the looks on your faces it was brilliant so hopefully we'll see you again so we can get testing now, and this brings me to this point, are there any inventors listening out there that are into sound, um, that are ready to rustle up some sort of machine that can, I don't know, record this knocking and tapping um, so we can find out, we need to find out how these noises are being made. It's extraordinary to me. Scientists won't come forward. I've tried the New Scientist magazine. I've emailed them countless times. No joy. So you've got to do these things yourself, haven't you? So 
If you fancy being involved um, with myself and maybe coming up with some ideas, please, please, please get in touch. I'd love to hear your thoughts and theories. Hannah and Jess, can't wait to see you on another Most Haunted Experience. So let's get stuck into more of your paranormal encounters. Our listener, Danielle, got in touch with this story. She says, so I will finally submit my story. It's not mine, but it's about what happened to my mum in the space of a day. I don't think I'm brave enough to send in a voice clip, so I will write it on here for you. About two months ago, my mum got home from work. She was alone, and at the time, she had two dogs who was inside waiting for her. When she got in, she noticed the door to her living room was shut. It never gets shut, and the dogs were shaking, lying on her bed. This was very unusual. As she walked into the living room, her three-seater recliner sofa was pushed from one side of the living room all the way to the TV. She said it baffled her how on earth that they had been moved and it, as it's a very heavy sofa and there was no way the dogs could have jumped onto it to make it move or even pull it in some way. She checked her doors and windows to make sure there wasn't any sign of a break-in, but deep down she knew it wasn't anything to do with someone coming in and just moving the sofa, as everything else was left as it was. She put it back, calmed the dogs down and carried on with her usual stuff. Later on that day, my sister popped over with my five-year-old niece, and when they were sitting up at the dining table, which is near the entrance to the hallway, my niece looked into that hallway and said there was a tall shadow. She wouldn't go near the hallway after that, and my niece has been known to see things, so I'm not surprised she pointed something out in the hallway. Bit weird what happened that day, and we still can't seem to find an explanation. My mum has said that before she used to hear knocks and bangs, but doesn't really take much notice. Bit weird what happened that day, and we still can't seem to find an explanation. My mum has said before she used to hear knocks and bangs, but doesn't really take much notice. Well, thank you so much for your note. Absolutely fascinating. And as you know, I and many believe that our pets can see and feel things that we can't. And I definitely believe that your mum's dogs experienced something paranormal in her house that day. He didn't say if she had any more activity after that. I hope she didn't, as whatever had scared her dogs or moved the sofa certainly wants to get attention. Was it the spirit of the dark shadow that your niece saw in the hallway? I'm thinking probably. Well, this experience reminds me of one of my best friend's encounter in her boyfriend's house many years ago. She'd come back from the pub and she was concerned as her dog normally greeted her at the door, but this time it wasn't there. She called out to the dog and heard him yowling upstairs. Then she heard music coming from the main bedroom. She went up the stairs slowly, thinking that someone could have broken in. She was brave. As she went up the stairs, she remembers hearing loud, gravelly, breathing noises, as if a man was struggling for breath. She quickly opened the bedroom door to find a record was playing on the record player and the poor dog was backed up against the wall, shaking and whining. He was so terrified that he'd actually messed up the wall where he was standing. My friend grabbed the dog and ran out of the house and went to her mum's for the night. After explaining what had happened to her boyfriend, who was working away at that time, so she knew that it couldn't have been the boyfriend that had gone into the house, uh, she'd asked him if by any chance he'd come home early from work and gone out again and shut the dog in the bedroom. He categorically said, absolutely not, I wasn't there. Well, as soon as he heard this story, they both moved house and I don't blame him. I just felt so sorry for the dog. 
which I've always thought this, what actually happened that night? Why was the dog upstairs and then locked in? Did the dog see the ghost of an old man and follow him upstairs and into the bedroom? Maybe the ghost of an old owner of the house wanted company with the dog in his old bedroom. Whatever it was, my friend always shudders when she recounts that experience. Now, let's get the answer to this week's fact or fiction. And to remind you, it was this. In Icelandic folklore, there are 13 Yule lads who descend from the mountains to harass the inhabitants of a town. So, what do you think? Well, the answer is, I have to say, I would have said fiction, but actually, it's fact. Can you believe that? On the 13 nights leading up to Christmas, Icelandic homes are visited by the 13 Yule lads, creatures from festive Nordic folklore. Starting on the 12th of December, they descend one by one from the mountains. If you can't quite picture them, imagine gangly Christmas elves with a mystical Nordic twist. Each one has their own name and their own unique way of causing mischief. Sounds absolutely terrifying to me. Oh, can you imagine 13 nights not knowing who's going to be in your village? Ooh. Uh, get in touch with us and share your stories. Here's the email address. It's contact at paranormalpod.co.uk. We are on WhatsApp. You can leave me a voice note. Don't be shy. People, people often say to me, oh, I don't. I'll meet them on a most haunted experience. I'll say, well, why don't you ring up and leave that message? Oh, no, I couldn't do that. Why not? It's only me. Here's the number if you feel brave enough. 075-999-27537. Remember, we're after inventors. I'm after stories, experiences. Come on, join in. And here's the Instagram handle as well. It's at Paranormal Activity Pod. And we'll bung up that, that photograph that was taken at Chillingham Castle. Let me know what you think. Stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow. And I'll be back again same time next week. But if you can't wait until then, visit www.paranormalpod.co.uk where you can find options to get episodes a day early. Have a great week. Get wrapping. Get putting your Christmas trees up. And I'll see you next week. And remember, things aren't always as they seem. Ho, ho, ho. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.